everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information, check out navigatorschurchministries.org. Well, guys, on today's episode, we're going to dive in to an old story in a new way, both literally and physically. We're going to talk about why it's important for us to stop sharing the same old story and why your old testimony isn't enough. But before we jump in, Justin, why don't you hit us up with our random question of the week? All right, Tony. So we just had Halloween not long ago, and I want to know, what is your favorite costume that you ever dressed up as when you were a kid? When you were a kid? Oh, uh, for sure. My favorite costume I ever dressed up as was uh, Frankenstein. And here's why. Because I painted my entire face. I got that camouflage paint uh, that the army uses. And I, I did my whole thing in green. I made shoes that made me four inches taller. And I put uh, like I glued bolts onto my neck. Like I was I was really committed to it. Wow. I got an old suit jacket. Like it was it was the right mixture of creativity and classic Halloween genre. What about you? Well, before we get to me, I think it'd be cool to have like a, a picture of that linked in the show notes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find one. I'll see if I can find one. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, it was, and I, I was this year after year because I liked it so much. So I had a mask that looked like an old man. And then I would dress up in like my grandpa's clothes and like hunch over and take a cane. And so that was mine. Old man. Now, uh, what's interesting is nowadays in school, they do the old man thing on a hundred, you know, a hundred days into school. Oh, right. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a hundred years old. So, yeah. but we, ne- we never did that. That No, we didn't have that um, when we were growing up. We so. did a lot more. School's a lot more fun now than it was when I was there. <laughs> That's for this sure. Is, this is not that episode though, but we are talking about old things. So it's the perfect segue. Yeah. So, um, so we're talking about, right. We're talking about this idea of sharing the same old story and our testimony. And let me just start us off, right? So we have this idea when you're working with a disciple, one of the first things you want to do is help them to be able to tell their story of what's happened in their life as they've, um, before they knew Jesus, how they came to know Jesus and after how their life has been different. And if you've been around the church at all for any amount of time, we call that your personal testimony. And there's a There's an example of that in Acts 26, where Paul appears uh, before the king and is sharing basically his testimony of those same things of who he was before he encountered Jesus, how he encountered Jesus, how he's been different after. And so, Tony, you've been you've you've been trained in that before, right? Somebody's helped you with that story and you've you've shared it many times, I'm sure. I, I mean, mostly, right? Like it was one of those things that uh, I've shared it enough times now where I don't know that I was exactly trained in it as much as I was. I learned, and and this could be just because I'm a preacher too, but I've learned what part of the stories resonate and what part of the story doesn't. So, you know, when, when I was discipled um, by my first spiritual father, we never really talked about testimony as a tool, like I do today, like it's, it's been developed a little bit more. And, and part of that is maybe because growing up in the church, there was kind of an assumption that, 
you know, I knew what my testimony was and I was able to share it. Um, okay. it, but I'll say this in the Catholic church, that was not, that was not a popular thing that happened, right? Most of the testimony that we shared was about Jesus at the Eucharist, not as much about our own personal testimony. So when we would talk to people, not that we ever really did that much either, but when we would talk mm -hmm. to people about the importance of going to mass, it was so that they could receive Christ at the Eucharist. And so it was a different kind of testimony. Well, wow, what's been your experience with it and, and your training? Yeah. So when I was first discipled, uh, the guy was discipling me, he, he helped me, uh, introduce me to that framework, right? The personal testimony, he helped me develop it. And we developed three different ones. So the first one was a three minute version. So mm. three minutes, get it tight, you know, probably spend a minute on each one of those sections, right? Before how, and how you've changed since. Um, and then, so I'd work on it. I'd share it with him. Then I'd share it with somebody else during the week and, you know, tighten it up and around went it to be three minutes. And then once I got that, then he said, all right, well, let's trim it down to 30 seconds now. And so then we did a 30 second version. And then the easy version was the 30 minute version, which we also worked on just a little bit. So, uh, it was that sort of equipping so that I could, use it in different settings where where it was appropriate for the the time frame. So that's kind of what you, it was like for me. Do you still know them all? Uh, I could still do them all. They're probably they're not as tight as they once were, but I could get I, close. I mean, I think we have three minutes in this episode right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We don't have three minutes in this episode because we got to get to the important stuff, which is about how do we help people establish that three 30 second and 30 minute process. When you're working with somebody that you're discipling, what are the first steps that you do to talk about that, um, that testimony? Yeah. So just kind of the same way I was trained. So I'll take him to Acts 26. I'll talk to him about why this is important, right? It's important because we need to be able to communicate to others uh, the difference that Jesus makes in our life and, and how that began. Right. And so, um, you know, I think of the verse, first Peter three fifteen. Uh, but in your heart, in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord, always be pre prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And, and the testimony is a way to do that, right? This is the reason that I believe and follow Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, so I'll just walk them through and then we'll work on, all right, tell me the story. What were you like before? How'd you come to know him? What do you like now? Um, and so that's kind of the process of getting that three minutes. Um, Tony, have you helped anybody with that? And if so, what, what do you do or how does it differ? Yeah. One of the guys that I have discipled recently, we spent some time working on his story and I, I would say it's about the same. I, I tend to focus quite a bit on uh, the arc of the story in terms of, I really want to dial in on the transformation part of the testimony. And I think it's probably important for a lot of us is it's it's really easy to talk about how crazy you were before you met Christ. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the transformation in that process. Because what, what I've found is while the transformation, um, it doesn't feel as big as it really is. Um, mm -hmm. let, me, let me say that another way. Uh, I think when I work with guys about their story, it's hard for them to see how much Christ has changed their life. Yeah. 
And so I really want to draw that out in the story, in the testimony. I really want to draw out how Christ has transformed them and they, they become that new creation in Christ um, and, and how important that is to develop the transformation part. And so, and, and to get that into story form, like uh, it's important to say, hey, I wasn't a bad person before I met Christ, but now that I've met Christ and I live with Christ, the fullness of my life has kind of come into fruition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I really like that because there have been so many people I've been around that maybe grew up in the church and, you know, their distinction between before and how and after it feels really fuzzy to them. And, you know, I've had some just express like, I'm not quite shame, but like, oh, my testimony is no good or something like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Your testimony is a story of God working in your life. And that is amazing, regardless of you know, how that unfolded for you. And it's really part of God's grace in your life that you were, you know, brought up in the church or a Christian home. And there's not a huge, um, you know, rebellious period, if you will. Um, and so that's something I try to encourage them too. And I like what you said, because it does kind of focus more on, on the ark and what God has been doing uh, and continues to do. And so I think that's really, really good. Um, yeah, so I really like that. You know, the other thing that I, I like what you're saying when we focus on what God's doing is is when we talk about your old story in a new way, one of the things that we want to talk about is this idea that your current testimony is important as your past testimony. And, and some would even argue it's even more important. Uh, allow me to elaborate. When God is working in our lives, when we're a believer, God should be working in our lives all the time. So when we lean into the disciplines, God changes us. When we lean into intentional community, God changes us. When you disciple someone for the first time, God's going to change you. And our job is to tell people about that change, not just the change. You know, I've been walking with Christ now for almost 30 years, right? And so not just the change that happened 30 years ago, but I want to tell people about the change that happened in my life and my testimony uh, a month ago when I started being, you know, a little bit more, the word that God gave me about a month ago was joyfully obedient, right? And so now I want to talk about what it means to be joyfully obedient because, well, I believe that's the way the Holy Spirit is working in my life today. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, no, I really love that. Um, it reminds me of a story and I heard it recently and I don't remember where. So, um, but it's almost like if someone were to ask you, Hey Tony, what's your what's your wife like? And and you said, oh, let me tell you about her. Like before I met her, I was like this, and you know, I was in the army and kind of lost, whatever. And then you know, I met her, and boy, did we had a great wedding day. And you just go into all these details about how that wedding day unfolded, and what she was wearing, and where you were, and what you ate at the reception, and all that stuff. And then at the end, you're kind of like. What's that? I said it was beautiful, by the way. February 15th, 2003. Hey, there you go. Yep. And then then you kind of say, and so, oh, yeah, shoot, we've been married. I'm sorry. It's 2001. If she listens to this, it was 2001. Oh, oh I'm, I'm telling your wife I'm now. Not. You're in big trouble. Big <laughs> trouble. Right in the middle of your story. I'm sorry. Keep going. It's more important. <laughs> um, and at the end, you're just kind of like, and so, yeah, we've been married ever since. It's been great. Um, that's okay. That's a fine story, but it doesn't really answer my question about what's your wife like, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is we're sharing, uh, the story about who Jesus is in our life, not just who he's been, 
but who he is. And so that's what you were just hitting on is we have to be ready to have a current story of how he's at work in our life. And, you know, just as I was really intentional in developing a three minute version of my my salvation testimony is really what it was. Um, I also have to be diligent and intentional in developing testimony, a current testimony about what God's doing in my life this week or this month, right? So that I'm talking about his current movement in my life because the gospel doesn't just save us from, it saves us for things. And so as we're becoming these uh, mature disciples and disciple makers, you know, God's at work in us. And because he's at work in us, we have things to share with others, right? And so I think, you know, that's why, you know, our title of episode is Stop Sharing the Same Story. And your old testimony isn't enough and it's too strong. We don't want you to totally stop, but it can't just be all that you share. You got to have something current about what Jesus is doing in your life now as well. I, and I think that the way you said that is is really important. There's a salvation testimony, and that's the testimony that brought you to Christ. Important, life-changing, share it with your grandkids, super important. But there's also today's testimony, right? And that's that's equally important. And it reminds me of John uh, chapter 4, the, the woman at the well. You remember that story. Mm-hmm. Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at the well. He tells her everything that she's ever done. And then that woman goes on to share her testimony with the town. And this is what it says in John 4, verse 39. It says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, him being Jesus, because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. So, so this is what's interesting about that text for me, and not to get too preachy here, but the, the reality is, is that woman had not been transformed yet. She's not through her sin. She's not through her struggle. She's in the midst of it. And yet she allowed her current testimony to point people back to Jesus. And Jesus is who saved them, right? And, and I think that that's a really important reminder for us is that whatever your testimony is today, whatever it was back then, your testimony does not do the work of saving people for Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, does the work of saving people for Christ, which is why we don't have to get into these comparison trap stories of, I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know if it's this. I don't know if it's that. The reality is, um, you, you have a story and you may still be in the middle of it, but you still have to be able to tell it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great example too, with the woman at the well, uh, Tony, we, we shared last year, uh, an individual episode each about, uh, disciple making as an introvert, something as an extrovert. What, what do you think is the hardest thing for an extrovert when it comes to sharing, uh, their salvation testimony or just sharing testimony in general? It's the same thing that plagues me around all disciple making, Justin. <laughs> it's, <laughs> int- it's intentionality, right? Because I, I, you know, for me, I just want to get up there and talk. And yeah. so I'll talk and talk and talk, and then I'll lose track of the arc. I'll lose track of the story. And then I'll forget why we even started to begin with. Right. And, and so for me, I would say that the intentionality of like physically writing it down or jotting down notes or, doing those kind of things ahead of time is probably the hardest part. Okay. Uh, what would you say is the hardest part for an introvert? Yeah, it is um, 
thinking of what you're going to say in the moment, right? So, you know, I know in my life, there's lots of relational environments or encounters where I'll walk away and be like, oh, I should have shared this, or I should have said that. Um, and it's almost, it goes right back to that verse I shared of First Peter 3.15, always be ready. And so, you know, not so much having to write it down, but that that idea of thinking on my way to a meeting with somebody, all right, what do I have to share today about what Jesus is doing in my life this week? Mm-hmm. And really being intentional about asking that question to myself on the way to that meeting, um, but then being ready and having a plan to share it. Right? And I don't always follow through that plan, but you know, in a relational way, I want to find a way, okay, when they say, how are you doing? What's going on? What's new? Um, you know, having something to say uh, is probably the biggest challenge for me as an introvert in this sort of setting, right? Because it's like, well, you know, if I'm in a discipling relationships, one thing, it's not that hard, but especially if I'm with a non-Christian friend or just a friend where we're not that deep in spiritual things yet, of finding those uh, moments and opportunities to communicate purposefully about what Jesus is doing in my life. Um, that That's the challenge for me. Yeah, I, I think it reminds me, uh, we had this episode a, a couple of weeks ago at this point, um, the athlete episode, when we talk about the three postures of a disciple making, disciple maker, one of the postures that we uh, talked about was the idea of an athlete. And we talked a lot about practice. I think the story and the testimony, this is one of those things that you can practice frequently, right? Mm-hmm. You have to practice your story, uh, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, practice, 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 reps, reps, reps. And and it's, you know, it's one of those important things that we can get better at as time goes on. And, um, and, and it reminds us, it challenges me at least to, to surround myself with some non-Christians. So I have some people to, to share this story with, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, that's a good word, practice, right? Because if we're not practicing and working on it, we're probably not going to improve in it. Um, the other thing that that I'm thinking about now is, all right, what's the impact of if we practice sharing our our stories, right? Not just our testimony, but the stories of what God's doing in our life, the impact of that on those that we're working with, on those that we're in relationship with, on ourselves even, that we bring those things back up to our level of consciousness and remember and be thankful for what God is is doing and has done, I think is really powerful. And it really helps us as disciple makers, not just to help infant disciples grow to maturity, but it also helps people that aren't yet disciples come to know Jesus. And then hopefully by God's grace, they will become disciples who make disciples. And that's really, you know, that's what we're about. That's the heart of disciple making is not just helping those who already know Jesus. It's helping those who already know Jesus so that all of us can get to those that don't know him. And we have to be modeling that ourselves and, you know, sharing our testimony and our stories of what God's doing in our life is super important and a big part of that. So, yeah, I think I'm really excited about what we've talked about today and that idea that you know, we have to be willing to be intentional on this uh, is, if we're going to improve uh, in it and practice sharing it. your story. Tony, how about our takeaway action step? So be ready to share your story today, right? Sharing your story is a discipline. Be ready to share your story today. The action step this week, Justin and I want to challenge you. 
is to tell someone how Jesus is changing you today, right? Tell someone how Jesus is changing you today. Even if you don't know the answer, yeah, right? Even if it's not clean and clear cut, the action step, tell someone how Jesus is changing you or how you're living in the tension of it all. Um, it's so important that we continue to, to practice these disciplines that so we get better at them uh, so that we can help someone else follow Jesus as well. Thank you guys so much for being with us today on this uh, this episode of the Practitioner's Podcast. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating or review on iTunes. And if you could, please share this episode with a friend. It goes a long way to help spread the word about what God is doing on and through this platform. As always, Justin and I are so incredibly grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you real soon.